When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. A note to the listener. The following story contains some adult content and language. Once was a square, such a square little square, and he loved the trim triangle. But she was a flirt, and around a skirt, vainly she made him dangle. Oh, he wanted the wed, and he had no dread of domestic woes and wrangles. For he thought that his fate was to procreate cute little squares and triangles. <laughs> That's a good one. Girl has a dream. Girl moves to Tinseltown. Girl gets a day job where girl meets doctor, renowned playboy doctor. The doctor falls for the girl. Maybe the girl rejects the doctor. The doctor doesn't like that because the doctor is used to getting what he wants. The girl is later found dissected in a parking lot. Must have been the doctor. That's the only theory that I've ever read about the prime suspect in the Angel of Vine case. And unfortunately for Dr. Adler Harrison, it was the only theory that anyone read. Montgomery Palmer and the detectives in the investigation had nothing. They were grasping at straws from the get-go. And due to the geographic happenstance of Marlene and Adler's respective workplaces, Adler was the longest straw. And so the media paid more attention to the possibility of his guilt than his actual exoneration. This led to the end of a prominent medical career and any aspirations as a Hollywood socialite. Harrison was doctor to the stars. He ran with the original Rat Pack, which did not include Sammy and Dean, by the way. Sinatra, Bacall. Bogart, Hepburn, Spencer, Tracy, the list goes on. He was hobnobbing with royalty. But once Confidential Magazine did a follow-up puff piece labeling him the Surgeon Slasher, he became an instant pariah, ousted from high society as well as their annual physicals. And so Adler Harrison disappeared from the public eye, along with his practice. But if Adler Harrison really is innocent then why is he standing in the office of the man who might know where Marlene Marie Evans was the night of her death? 
From Vox Populi and the Los Angeles Herald, this is The Angel of Vine. Just uh, here to drop off this script. Um, no, sir, you can't just... Oh, no, no need to get up. I can just uh, hand it right to him. I'm sorry, he just... Holy shit. Should I call security? You're Adler Harrison. Adler, should I call security? Uh, no. Not if you want to keep your job, you won't. I don't think Leonard Shaw would be too happy to know that just any random stranger could get into his office. All right, just calm down. That won't be necessary, Imogen. Just close the door and go back to work. Yes, Adler. Who are you? Doesn't concern you. Says the man who's breaking and entering. What are you doing here? Uh-uh. You don't get to ask the questions right now. You're not supposed to be in here. What were you looking for in there? Where the hell do you get off telling me where I am and am not supposed to be? So you're saying that's Leonard Shaw's secretary? That's what you're telling me? Sure you want to stick to that story? That's not Shaw's secretary. <laughs> that is Mr. Shaw's secretary. Why wouldn't you think she was his girl? <laughs> his girl. You Hollywood people got a strange way of thinking. Because she called you Adler genius. Twice. You should tell your lookout to be a little more formal, Mr. Harrison. Ah. Shaw's not going to approve of this. Of you two shacking up. Shaw sent you to spy on me? Nah, he didn't send me, but you'll get caught eventually. I've actually never met the man. So what's the plan? You two ransacking the office, running away together, what? <clears throat> if you don't tell me why you're here, I may change my mind about that call to security. Ah, uh, what the hell. I'm investigating a murder. A what? Yeah. Funny I should find you here, don't you think? Murder? What the hell would Leonard Shaw know about a murder? I don't know yet. But I wouldn't share that with you if I did. Fair enough. When's Shaw going to be back? I don't know. Well, seeing as I'm already here, maybe you can clear up a few things for me. I would rather we do this elsewhere. You afraid of Imogen all of a sudden? We can talk in my office. Your office. Yes, my office. I'm the studio's doctor, not a damn production lackey. Congratulations. Yeah, sure. Can't wait to see what you've done with the place. From here, they take a long, silent walk across the lot to Adler's office. All you can hear are their footsteps, then a bicycle bell at one point, to which Adler responds, Morning. It felt very tense. And I'll admit that, that maybe that's because of all the questions running rampant through my mind while listening to it for the first time. But why wouldn't it be tense? This man was a potential killer who had either a sick sense of humor or an involuntary sense of irony because the only thing he asked Hank on the walk was this. Have you seen that new picture, 12 Angry Men? I have not. <laughs> well, you should. Everyone should.
I want to take a moment here to acknowledge those of you who have followed the Angel of Vine prior to this podcast and have been waiting very patiently for this part of the story. Immediately following our first episode, I started getting tweets and emails like, it was Dr. Harrison, wasn't it? Oh, come on, you can tell me. <laughs> or, is there anything new with Adler Harrison? The most popular sentiment by far was similar to this. Please tell me there's a tape of Adler Harrison's confession. Please. Almost every character of that tweet was an E. <laughs> and I get it. Even I jumped the gun and brought up Adler's involvement. More than a few times prior to this episode, actually. I would cite his name while recording these little transitions, and my producer would tell me I couldn't because anyone unfamiliar with the case wouldn't understand what the hell I was talking about. Well, here we are. We are finally going to get everyone caught up. It's the attraction to the unknown here. The what if. Let's say that everything that we can research in this case about Dr. Adler Harrison is analogous to your typical Sunday flea market. Right? You go back, maybe not every week, but often enough that you're sure you've seen everything it has to offer. Um, rusted soft drink signs, stainless steel lighters and loose Pez dispensers, a restored mid-century living room set, a radio flyer full of old toys. But you, you can't help but look around just in case there's something you may have missed. Maybe some unknown treasure, something that looks like junk, but it's actually worth a fortune. The $7 oil painting that turned out to be an original Renoir. But that's the thing. No matter how many times you go back, there's never a Renoir. It's always the same information as before. But there is an almost rabid fascination with Adler. Theorists and self-proclaimed fanatics of this case have gone as far as to create anagrams from his name, as if that were going to uncover some long-lost clue. And if you can tell me the significance of overran harmless adrenaline, I will personally let you host the final episode of this podcast. So why? Hmm? Why are we so sure that he did it? It isn't because the press or the police told us that he was the most logical suspect. It's because he was the most logical suspect. Exhibit A. Marlene Marie Evans worked part-time as a receptionist for a podiatrist in the same medical building that housed Adler's practice. What got the attention of the police was Exhibit B, numerous accounts of Marlene and Adler seen together around the common areas of the building. Exhibit C, one very specific account was that of Anderson Lobley, one of the security guards at Midway Hospital. He recalls Adler visibly upset while talking to Marlene. He said he remembered thinking he would have to intervene when Adler grabbed her by the arm. But Exhibit D was what led to his arrest. The fact that he wasn't just any old doctor. One, he had access to both pentobarbital and cecobarbital, the drugs found in Marlene's system. Two, Adler's father, Dr. Richard Harrison, was a neurosurgeon who studied under one of the pioneers of neurosurgery, Harvey Cushing. So we can assume that from an early age, Adler was exposed to knowledge of the human spine. Three, Adler was set to follow in his father's footsteps after medical school. So he would have been well-versed in anatomy, dissection, and the ability to deftly wield sharp surgical instruments. Four, neurosurgery was in its infant stage. Back surgery required large posterior incisions, or more graphically, cutting through the muscle and tissue of the back. It's a reach, 
but it was similar enough to the way Marlene Marie Evans was mutilated that the detectives arrested Adler at his office three days after she was found. But with a lack of evidence and a decent alibi that placed him out of town at the time of the murder, they couldn't hold him. Adler Harrison was released from police custody and became a dead end the moment he walked out of that precinct. So, where were you that night? You're not even slightly amusing. I wasn't trying to be. (laughs) Okay, who are you? Hank Briggs. I'm a private investigator. Who hired you? Where were you the night of the murder? You're kidding. You said wait till we were in your office. We're in your office. Now, where were you? I was cleared. Not by me, you weren't. Don't make me ask you again. I was in Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, I read the statement from the surgeon at Northern Mount Hospital, but the part I missed was what you were doing there. (laughs) I can't answer that. Don't give me that doctor-patient confidentiality speech you gave the detectives. I'm not a cop, and I don't have to behave like one. (sighs) Would you like a drink? Talk. My patient was shooting a movie on location and fell ill. They don't have doctors in Phoenix? You must know who some of my patients were. And it is essential to them, not only to them, to their employers, that their reputations remain protected. I don't care about patients, studios, and reputations. The only thing I care about right now is that I'm not talking to the man who killed an innocent woman. Oh, Christ, will you shut your trap already? Bonanza Airlines, round trip. I wasn't anywhere near Los Angeles. You tell me to shut anything again, and you're going to taste that desk. You always keep your boarding passes? Uh, no, but under the whirlwind of circumstances I returned to, I thought it would be best to hold on to that one. Smart. It was an emergency appendectomy, okay? While they were filming, my patient experienced an abdominal pain severe enough that he fell off his horse. Why wouldn't you just tell the cops that? Oh, come on. He was a leading man, a cowboy, falling off his horse. Can you imagine Hopper's headlines? No. I took my job very seriously. And I still do. What happened that day you grabbed Marlene? I never grabbed her. I don't know why, Anderson. I don't know why he would say that, other than that he's yearning for the spotlight. You know how it is with you cops. But you did have an altercation. Look, she was always... Flirtatious. She had a lovely smile. I, I thought we were flirtatious. I, it was wrong, I guess. She, uh, she had heard about my reputation, one too many stories about nights out on the strip, and she wouldn't accompany me to dinner. She was afraid that people would immediately assume the wrong idea of her. I told her she was being ridiculous. She didn't deserve that. And she just left the way she was. You saw the crime scene photos? <sighs> yeah. It was the first thing they showed me when they brought me in. To quote Detective Perkins, maybe this will shake you up. What can you tell me about Leonard Shaw? What do you want to know? He's quite the entertainer, I hear. Hmm. Was. Not for a while now. Well, then it must be pretty quiet in Bel Air these days from what I heard about those parties. What? What was that? What? That smirk. What smirk? Now you smirked just now. What happened? I didn't smirk. You smirked. What aren't you telling me? 
You are out of your mind. Don't you shake your head at me. What? Yep. Doctor-patient confidentiality. He's sick. Yeah. And he pays me a lot of money to make sure that stays out of the papers. Well, I need to see him. Well, I wish you the best of luck in your endeavors. I need to ask him some questions, Adler. And you want me to do what? Interrupt his ranting to say, oh, oh, uh, Leonard, this P.I. just broke into your office and he wants to give you the third degree in the privacy of your own home? Think you should hear him out? I mean, <laughs> he would certainly find the energy to crack a brandy snifter across my skull. I don't really care how you get me in there. Give him this. And tell him I won't take up much of his time. What could he possibly have to offer you? Sorry. Investigator client confidentiality. What if we told you about a major breakthrough on awesome savings on all-inclusive beach vacays? OMG, this could break the case. Case? I'm talking about CheapCaribbean.com. It's full of hot savings. At CheapCaribbean.com, score an extra $175 off site-wide on vacations of four nights or more now through June 3rd. A swim-up bar in Punta Cana or dip your toes in the sand on the shores of Cancun. We gotta take this show on the road. Start at CheapCaribbean.com. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Now, to all the devotees, theorists, and fanatics, I don't know what to tell you. And I have a feeling many of you may be in doubt. After all, and I'm playing devil's advocate here, we can't see what Adler placed on the desk. We don't know if the boarding pass was real, right? It was. His alibi checked out. And you don't have to take my word for it. Take Hanks. Oh, no. There's no way you're getting me up on one of those things. <laughs> hey, Hank! Sonny, legs looking better. Yeah, my old lady says you can hardly notice a limp anymore. How's she doing? Same old. I'm ready to pop, I tell you. Hoping for a little boy. Just hope for healthy with ten fingers and ten toes. You know it, Hank. You staying out of trouble? You know I am. No more bars. No more, uh, more cop bars, anyway. Well, that makes two of us. How's that doing? Haven't heard from him in a spell. Yanked him right off the street after all of that. Just look at him trapped in a box. Those guys would've killed me. I wasn't gonna let that happen. You're a good kid. You've always been a good kid. You just gotta stop stepping in piles of trouble. Uh -huh. No more of that for me, Hank. I, I, I promised you guys. Straight and narrow. Good boy. I mean, other, other than this. This doesn't count. 
Do you get the list? Uh, yep. Uh, March 17th, right? Yeah, that's the one. Yep, got it. Well, can I see it, Sonny? Uh, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, uh, it, it got what you're looking for? Son of a bitch, wasn't Phoenix? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Here you go, for your troubles. Uh, a five spot? You sure? You better pocket it before I change my mind. Put that list back where you found it. You got it, Hank. Uh, say hi to Ed for me, will you? And thanks! Come on, Hank, think. If Adler didn't do it, then who the hell did? That's the $64,000 question. Son of a bitch! No Shaw, no more Adler, no other leads. The five tapes that follow are of Hank from his office. He's talking to himself, pacing, cursing, racking his brain to the point of mental exhaustion. On one tape, he falls asleep and it's nothing but snoring for four hours. He tries to make sense out of literally nothing. Everything short of anagrams of Adler's name. He goes over every detail we've covered so far. And then he goes over all of it again. He reads the autopsy, Perkins' crime scene report, picks apart every sentence of Adler's file. And the only conclusion that he comes to is that someone, at one point, everyone, is lying to him. He starts to sound a little desperate and juvenile, sometimes drunk and incredibly lonely. I felt sorry for him. But that faded quickly when I remembered that Hank had a family through all of this. His wife, Lois, seven-year-old Phyllis, and her younger sister, Arlene. In my own mental exhaustion, my marathon of listening to tape after tape, I still had no idea how long it had been since he'd been home. And I remembered my exchange with Phyllis. My mother used to say all he cared about was that dead girl. Meeting the angel. It makes more sense now. Gigi was a tough cookie. <sighs> All right, maybe the Macumbo or the truck. <sighs> Are you kidding me? Who's gonna have any idea what the hell you're talking about? You're an idiot. Damn it. Calm down. What the hell? Hey, did you bring her you here? Forget about me. I don't care about me. You can tell me to go to hell for all the all I care about, but what if they miss you? I'm working. She's always working. For what? Ed, take her home. For what? You like other people's lives better than yours? Ed! Oh, this, of this. Piles and piles of paper shit. And who's watching the kids? Look at this thing. Damn it, this wasn't cheap. The kids over oh, Dottie. Stop fiddling the damn thing. Why, why do you even need to turn it on? You had no business bringing her down here, Ed. I'm on a case. Hank, turn that thing off. I think better with it on. There's too many dots to connect. I, I don't know when something's gonna click. You worry me, man. This, this is the work. Ain't nothing to worry about. Lois says you've been home maybe five times in the past month. It's a load of bull. Have you been sleeping here? Would I get to explain myself to you now, too? Ed, I had a lead. Go home, Hank. See your daughters. Hmm. 
this is the work. I can only assume that Hank made an occasional appearance at home because there were no further visits from Lois or Ed. That said, the next 11 tapes of Hank are more of the same of what I described earlier. He sounds almost manic at times as he airs his frustrations. 11 tapes. Weeks of self-imposed mental torture over a lack of clairvoyance. What am I missing? What am I not seeing? What he couldn't have seen were the two looming phone calls that would change everything. Hey, Briggs. Hello? The Angel of Vine is a podcast produced by Vox Populi on behalf of the Los Angeles Herald. Thank you for listening to The Angel of Vine. If you'd like to support us, please leave us a review and tell your friends to subscribe. The Angel of Vine is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and all major podcast apps. If you want more of The Angel of Vine, please check out our bonus episodes and extended episodes available exclusively on Stitcher Premium, including cast interviews, behind-the-scenes stories, journeys through old Hollywood, and much more. Go to stitcherpremium.com angel and use promo code ANGEL to get your first month of Stitcher Premium free. The Angel of Vine is directed by E. Ryan Martz, written by Oliver Vaquer. Story by E. Ryan Martz, Jason Zumwalt, and Oliver Vaquer. Sound designed by Joel Robbie and Matt Tamarello. Produced by Vox Populi, in association with Forever Dog Podcast Network. This episode's performance is by Joe Manganello, Constance Zimmer, Camilla Lettington, Mike Coulter, Misha Collins, Matthew Mercer, Rebecca Field, Delaney Hillen, Cree Summer, and Oliver Vaquer. Angel Eyes is performed by Desi Dennis Dillon. Piano and arrangement by James Harper. Composed by Matt Dennis. Lyrics by Earl Brent. From downtown Los Angeles, this has been The Angel of Vine. You'll hear more from us soon. wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. 
Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive Budget Beach Finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Generations Riviera Maya Resort and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.